Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Good morning, everybody. It's the Morning Rush, Tuesday, February 6, 2024. We've got a Bachelor recap to jump into, some Super Bowl previews happening, some Taylor Swift news. We've got a video by Villain Sydney from this current season of The Bachelor, which is very interesting, an update on the royal family, and some science stuff for the nerds out there. We love some science stuff. Where do we even begin? All right, let's just start with The Bachelor. Did you guys watch last night's episode week three of The Bachelor? Like I always say this, uh, episode one of The Bachelor is the episode where we get excited with all of the goofy new intros. Who are we going to like this season? And then something has to happen between episodes two and episode six, which is while the uh, main lead, Joey, falls in love with, I don't know, the two or three top tiered ladies, the rest have a melee of fighting. Their villains are superficial, surface level, two on one dates or callous and people. I mean, it's just a real dumpster fire. And this year does not disappoint. I mean, last night's episode has Maria, who, by the way, I've never seen an audience be so one sided. Everybody loves Maria. If anybody doesn't like Maria, it's probably has to do with their own, maybe, in my opinion, outdated thoughts on sexuality. They don't like that Maria changed into a, 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 a an outfit that showed off her, her ab muscles or whatever. I don't know. I mean, Maria literally has been nothing but a good, kind, warm spirit. And then we have Sydney. Sydney, who I guess is fine with most of the women, but has had this very strange and wild beef with Maria, uh, which kind of comes from a lot of hearsay, and it leads us to Joey uh, being told by Sydney that Maria's a bully, or at least that that Sydney's being bullied. And and uh, another lady also was accused of being bullied by Maria, and she's like, "I don't understand. I just wanted to have a conversation. What are you accusing me of? I mean, we couldn't even get to what she was accused of. Uh, very bizarre. Very bizarre." Uh, to the point where people are not taking it kindly to Sydney on her Instagram, which I don't think is a good idea. Leave the lady alone. I'll have a full recap on my YouTube channel, all the nitty gritties, but I got to say the winner of week three was KFC. I don't know what they paid to have their brand placement in that episode, but it was fantastic because I am craving nothing but a bucket full of chicken, biscuits, and some mac and cheese. That's all I want right now. Throw in some gravy and some, you know, some uh, mashed potatoes. But holy cow, could I not get to a KFC fast enough? And that is not an advertisement. That is just subliminal. I want to call it subliminal messaging, but there was nothing subliminal about it. Either way, Sydney posted three days ago, understanding gaslighting, which of course is uh, probably one of the most misused term. She explains it okay. The only problem is she may be projecting because... If you watch the same episode I did, it seems as though she's the one who was the gaslighter. Have a listen. Come get ready with me while we talk about gaslighting. Now, if you watch The Bachelor, you might see it in the last most previous episode. So for those of you who don't know what gaslighting is, it is a form of psychological manipulation where an abuser 
is trying to cause self-doubt and confusion in one's mind. Gaslighters tend to seek control by gaining power and they do so by distorting their reality so that the victim is forced to question their own judgment and intuition. Now I'm going to tell you three examples of gaslighting and sometimes the gaslighter might use all three in this order. Number one, denying that something ever happened. Now an example of that could be somebody who said they never said something. Oh, I never said that. How dare you? How could I ever, ever say that? That's something that is so against my character. That then makes the victim think, wait, really? Did Maybe, maybe I heard it wrong. The gaslighter got the victim to start thinking, am I crazy? Number two is trivializing your feelings and emotions. Now, an example of this is when you're expressing your feelings and you say, hey, you know, you said something that really hurt my feelings. The gaslighter's response to that will be like, you're making a big deal out of nothing. That's crazy. That's insane. We're sensitive. You're overthinking. Instead of them acknowledging the situation and say, you know, I'm sorry I said that. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. They do this so that they can avoid taking responsibility for something they may have said or did. Number three is shifting the blame and undermining your thoughts. This is when the abuser then projects and reflects the problem on you to make look, it look like you are the problem. Which, by the way, that last part kind of feels like that's what Sydney's doing. Now, I'm not a psychologist, and I'm not here to diagnose anybody. And I am also not necessarily accusing Sydney of gaslighting. At worst, it feels like she's manipulating the situation, and people are seeing right through it. Now, it is a TV show we're watching. Sydney is friends with Ashley I., and Ashley Iconetti posted that they are in Newport, and she said, please be kind to our friend Sydney. Sometimes you just have to be there to understand why people made the moves they did. Now, I'm okay with people making moves uh, you know, to further their career or do well on the show, but if Sydney is making the moves she did and the collateral damage is Maria, then that's just not cool because Maria says, I've been the victim of bullying and this just ain't it. We saw the previews for Joey's upcoming season and it showed a two-on-one date possibly. So will he choose Sydney or Maria? I mean, if I had to have my guess, it's Maria all the way and Sydney's just there to cause chaos, but we'll have to see how it all plays out. I've got some Clayton Eckert updates. As you guys know, today is the day I'm supposed to be flying to Los Angeles to defend myself against the accusations I've harassed somebody. Uh, we'll see if that happens or not. As of right now, the flights are still on. But first, let's go to a Super Bowl preview. It is called the Taylor Swift Effect. And here's what Roger Goodell has to say about having Taylor Swift on the NFL sidelines. Have a listen. Let's talk about ratings right now. Um, you know, both championship games, over 50 million viewers. What do you attribute that those record-breaking numbers to? And in all honesty, how much is it the Taylor Swift effect? <laughs> um, I would tell you it's because of the great competition. Um, listen, the competition has been off the charts this year. Um, we've had 70 games that I think 70% of our games have been within one score in the fourth quarter. Um, the, the young stars, the older stars, the, the amazing performances by teams. And Taylor Swift. See all that, that's what fans ultimately love. Having the Taylor Swift effect 
is also a positive. Ah. Listen, they're, both Travis and Taylor are wonderful young people. They seem very happy. Can we get Taylor Swift to watch Bachelor Rush Hour podcast or listen to it? Please, I would love the Taylor Swift effect. If you could just get her to retweet one episode of ours, I'm going to be installing a pool in the backyard. He knows great entertainment, and I think that's why she loves NFL football. But I think it's great to have, um, have her a part of it. Uh, obviously, it, it creates a buzz. It creates uh, an, another group of young fans, particularly young women, that um, are interested in seeing why is she going to this game? Why is she interested in this game? Besides Travis, she is a football fan. And I think that's great for us. What do you say to those who think it's all scripted by the NFL? I don't think I'm that good a scripter um, or anybody on our staff. I, I, I think it's, you know, I listen, there is no way that I could have scripted that one. Let's just put it that way. But she is, um, or anybody in our office, she's, she's in a remarkable performer. She knows great entertainment. I had the opportunity to go to two of her concerts with our girls and my wife. Um, she she's the best of the best and and so having her come to nfl games have her a part of that is nothing but a positive there it is that is roger goodell speaking his praises on taylor swift but it's not all sunshine and rainbows for the super bowl we've got updates on patrick mahomes father who was arrested for a dwi and so much more so much content to get into all that and more right after the break by the way, I wanted to give everyone a shout out who called into last night's live stream after The Bachelor. I don't always do this. Normally we take voicemails, but we just turned on the phone calls and people actually called in. It was very fun. I think we had three different Amy's call in. We had an April. We had a whole bunch of good folks. So thank you all to, to all of you guys who participated. Made it a hell of an interesting conversation. Our first conversation, our first phone call from somebody in a hospital. We uh, spoke to Mrs. B, who's uh, been in the hospital uh, kind of taking care of her mental health. Good reminder that uh, you no, no need to have any pride out there if you have any issues with mental health. February is a very tough month for mental health. It's a cold and dark month for those that I don't have Valentine's and it's jammed down your throats. Just remember, you got me, babe. We are here. And if anyone has, I don't know, any uh, going through any problems, join our community. It's free on page, on Facebook. The Facebook community is free. You can join there. It's called Dave Neal's Community. You are not alone. Just a friendly reminder, you're not alone. We're all out here and it always gets better. Patrick Mahomes Sr. needs to hear some of that advice. Cops say Chief Star's dad had open can of beer in car before DWI arrest. Authorities claim Patrick Mahomes' father was driving around with an open can of beer before he was arrested on Saturday night. The allegation is spelled out in an arrest affidavit from the Smith County Sheriff's Office, according to the New York Post. The outlet reported Monday that in the docks, an officer wrote Mahomes Sr. found with an open 16-ounce ounce Coors beverage in his center console after he was pulled over around 8.30 p.m. Wow, in Texas. He didn't even try to hide it. The officer added that Mahomes Sr. told them during the stop he had a few beers while watching a game at a local bar. And officials wrote in the docs they initially pulled over Mahomes Sr. after they discovered his car had expired tags after he was seen driving slower than the rest of traffic in the area. The arresting officer alleged Mahomes Sr. failed field sobriety tests once they got him out of his vehicle. Writing in the docs, I believe Patrick was impaired to a perceptible degree while operating a motor vehicle in a public space. Well, that's too bad. Um, you know, it's, I believe, his third charge, which could be a felony. I don't know what that means for him, but it'll be... Very interesting. 
And in other hot water, Justin Timberlake considering a tell-all interview with Oprah Winfrey amid Britney Spears' drama, says a report. Justin is really not happy how things have gone down, a source told The Sun via Daily Mail. He wanted his new music to speak for itself, but that's clearly not happening. Last week, the former NSYNC member 43 found himself in hot water when he seemingly dissed Spears during a concert promoting his forthcoming album. His comments on stage have only added fuel to the fire. The idea of a sit-down chat with someone like Oprah was floated months ago and is now back on the cards. A rep for Timberlake did not respond to Page Six's request for comment. All right, if that happens, we will be here to discuss it. That's for sure. All right, let's go to Clayton Eckert. As you guys know, uh, as soon as we have any information regarding my court case, I'll let y'all know. We will have a video today sharing this wild information coming out from the police department in Scottsdale. This is from the domestic violence detective. They were called, I believe this started in like September and October, an ongoing order of protection was issued by Jane Doe against Clayton Eckerd. And here's what the domestic violence detective wrote in the notes. I was working in my assigned role as a domestic violence detective. I was conducting follow-up on the listed case. This is November 27th. Upon reviewing this case, it had been determined no crime has been committed. Jane has submitted additional pieces of evidence. However, her evidence is accusing several Reddit profiles of being Clayton without any proof. One of the profiles she claimed was Clayton was a photoshopped picture with a sonogram image. Jane claims this is Clayton. However, However, she used this same image in a previous report and claimed it was a man named Greg Gillespie. It should be noted that a similar case was turned down by prosecutors. That case was the result of Jane Doe making very similar claims about another man, Greg Gillespie, using fake online profiles to harass her yet had no proof who these profiles were. Because of a lack of evidence, this case will not be referred for prosecution. Very interesting stuff. There's been this question about whether or not they can bring in past cases when discussing Clayton's case, but here we have it in the detective's police report in the notes they clearly share detective reedy here shares that they are witnessing similar allegations made to uh, about clayton as they were about the guy before we used to call clayton victim number three and greg gillespie victim number two but as we know it now clayton is victim number five and greg gillespie is number four number three is um a guy named Andrew, number two is Mike, and number one might be a guy named Matt, I believe. And uh, we, we're getting this all from very brave sources that are coming forward to discuss all of this. As you guys know, when I booked my flights to LA for my harassment hearing, I made sure to book refundable flights, but the time is ticking. Hours from now, I will be boarding a flight to LA to defend myself. I don't know if she will dismiss the case. Um, I had a hunch that she was going to, and then that was confirmed by some initial reports by my lawyer that it looked like she didn't want to take this thing to court. And yet now here we are just two days beforehand, and it looks like we might just have to go that far. Now, she had stipulations for what she wanted from me in order to dismiss this case, uh, of which they were not unreasonable. 
I don't want to share them here um, because I want to see if we're actually going to do this dang thing. As I've said before, I would hate, and I'll have to check the minutes, but it looked like she requested a virtual hearing. I would hate if I left my pregnant wife and flew across the country to defend myself and she doesn't even show up. Yet I would not be surprised if that were the case. I'll tell you who showed up, Prince Harry. He flew across the big pond of the Atlantic Ocean, flying to the UK to see King Charles after cancer diagnosis. Prince Harry is flying home to be reunited with his father, King Charles III, in the wake of the latter's cancer diagnosis. The office of the Duke and Duchess of Sussex confirms that Renegade Royal 39 will head to London on Monday and has already spoken to the king following his diagnosis. Harry's wife, Meghan Markle, and their two children, Prince Archie and Princess a uh, little bit, little bit, little bit. Is that right? Will not be heading across the pond with him. We're told. So uh, uh, they say that while the king has uh, got cancer, that it's uh, been detected early, and that uh, I think they're not. You know, I think they're considering that it'll be a recovery. So that's all good news. We'll have to see though how that plays out. All right. Well, I've got a couple more stories to get to, but I tell you what, let's take a quick break and then we'll share some science for all the nerds out there. Be right back. All right. Several fun stories. First one, human remains found on a beach in Canada are possibly connected to a 19th century shipwreck, a report says. Uh... Human remains found on Canada's Prince Edward Island may be linked to 19th century shipwreck, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police have said. The force said on Facebook that officers had received reports of human remains on January 27th. Colonel Gavin Moore of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police... Did I pronounce that right? Mounted Police? Uh, that sounds sexual to me. Told the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation it appeared that the cliff had eroded with time and revealed the human remains. Police are investigating and have not ruled out that the remains could be connected to a historical shipwreck burial. Human remains have been located in this area in the past. They said the coroner's office responded to the call-out and was investigating the story. As it was reported at the time, it was believed that it was possibly connected... Okay, so they keep saying the same thing over and over. In 2019, CBC reported that the remains of 21 people from an 1847 shipwreck had been discovered in Quebec. The ship was carrying 180 people from Ireland when it sank off the coast north of Prince Edward Islands. One local, Rodney Wood, told the CBC that the discovery did not come as a shock to him, saying that his father had found remains in the area multiple times in the past. I just think there's probably more bones to be revealed. So I guess they buried them, and then over time, it, the burial eroded. So that's, you know, I don't know, kind of creepy. Uh, all right, well, here's another story for you. Here's a fun one. In news that surprised no one, this is from the modern-day Eratosthenes I think that's her name on TikTok. Social media made something up if you're on Twitch. Um, so here she is talking about um, a very viral story, which is that they may have found uh, artificial lighting on a separate planet. What? What is this? Have a listen. I'm sure you've heard the news of NASA discovering city lights on a planet 7 trillion miles away. Here's what happened. Seven trillion miles is just around the Oort cloud, which is a kind of icy shell of debris surrounding our solar system and the source for many of our comets. Meaning that this 
is our backyard. Nowhere near far enough to reach even our closest neighbors. In 2022, there were articles about James Webb's capability of detecting artificial lights on a planet called Proxima Centauri B, which is a planet that orbits around here. But those articles were just about how that would work and how James Webb could identify them. There were then quite a few misleading titles from verified YouTube accounts, which is frustrating because even a quick Google search can do the math for how not far 7 trillion miles is. Some of the articles I found talking about it claimed that NASA made the discovery, but their sources linked to totally unrelated news or were like benign articles about how lights work. This sort of thing should bother us. Once that seed is planted, it's really hard to uproot. So click those links and use a calculator. As All right. Well, that ruined that story. Just another story about how we were deceived by the news. Well, look, the only, uh, the only uh, sort of profitable way to run a news company these days is by, you know, um, uh, being sensational. And you know, what's interesting is the only news organizations that have, you know, profit that it's not maybe less sensational are the ones that are behind a paywall and are the people that fall for sensational news headlines, the ones that, uh, you know, pay for their news? Probably not. All right. Well, it was a big night last night for Taylor Swift. During the episode of The Bachelor, she released the new album uh, track list. So uh, as you guys know, at the Grammys the other night, Taylor Swift dropped that she's got a new album coming out. And oh boy, this pop star just can't get any bigger. Or can she? Well, here's the track list for Taylor Swift's new album, The Tortured, po the Tortured Poets Department. The first song is Fortnite featuring Post Malone. Then the to Tortured Poets Department is number two. My Boy Only Breaks His Favorite Toys. Down Bad, So Long London, But Daddy, I Love Him. Fresh Out the Slammer. Florida featuring Florence and the Machine. Guilty as Sin? Question mark. What's Afraid of Little Old Me? I Can Fix Him. No, Really, I Can. L-O-M-L. All underscore, by the way. I can do it with a broken heart. The smallest man who ever lived. The alchemy. Clara Bow. The manuscript is the bonus track. All right. What do those words mean? We have no idea. But I tell you what, when this album comes out, I'm sure all the Swifties are going to unite out there and have a hell of a time. Well, no need to tease it any longer. Today, I either fly to L.A. or I stay in Tennessee, depending on what goes down with my court hearing. I will have updates. It will be a wild day on Patreon, regardless. They'll get the first information, and hopefully by this afternoon, I can have some more answers for you all. But I do want to say, from the voicemails I've received to all the kind messages and DMs and all the support from everybody out there. Thank you all so much. Thank you for believing and trusting in me and what we do with this channel. I really appreciate it. I'll be back this afternoon. We'll have content all day long. Uh, 8 a.m. Uh, Central Time. 8 a.m. Central Time, I will be on Legal Vice's YouTube channel. It's a lawyer based out of South Korea, an expatriate from Utah, and we have a lot to talk about. So you can go check me out over there live this morning or come check out my YouTube videos. And as always, I'll be back this afternoon for another episode of Bachelor Rush Hour. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? 
Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush. We'll be right back.